Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, take two in the world of podcasting proudly present to you, the WWE Tag Team Superfans of the World, the Dream Craig Machine, the Badass Johnny P, Take Two Takedown. And if you're not down with Take Two Takedown, we got two words for you. Suck it! Welcome back, everybody. Take two, take down episode 44, September 7th. We are here recording for you. This is Craig. That's John. John. We're here. We're here. Ready to talk some wrestling. Yeah, unfortunately, we had to push this to a Friday. You did. We did, because there's so much to cover, so much to talk about. We had to, at some point, sleep. To catch up on every sleep that we uh, did not get for the past, like, five days. It's only going to get worse, Craig, but we'll get into it. We'll get into yes, it. Yes, So much, so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for all of our new listeners we have. I know we probably have a few. All right. Thank you for uh, following us on the Twitter at Take2Takedown. We love when we get new followers, and we keep steadily growing new followers every day, which yeah. is fun. Which leads us to more letters in our new mailbag. We do. We love our mailbag segment, our triple teabag segment. If you want to email us, email our teabag. The word triple, letter T-B-A-G at gmail.com. That's the triple teabag You just said email our teabag. Yeah. Email our teabag. Kind of flows. Okay. And I believe we have a new letter again this week. Jonathan. Your name really isn't Jonathan. I don't know why. I don't know where that went, but okay. No. All right, so we're getting a letter from, of all people, Cody. Cody! And he wants to know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just going to paraphrase this just one. Just paraphrase the letter. There's it's a, a lot one. of words, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. Cody, thank you very much. We really appreciate when you tell us how great our show is. Um, if you want, though, we could use some ratings. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Cody, although the words of encouragement and the wonderful things you said to us in the email are always loved and accepted. Always. Just put a couple stars on it at Apple and exactly. let them know how wonderful we are. Yep. Rate us, review us. We love those five-star ratings on Take Two. Let them know that you're doing that because you love T3 so much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but, give me a gist. Of what Cody's two-page letter says. Cody asks, basically in a long-winded way, Mm -hmm. um, what are our feelings on all the wrestling events that are coming out from September through October, and how are we going to handle everything that's going to be out there? That He's including the indies, Mm -hmm. the three WWE pay-per-views, the Mae Young Classic, everything that's going on on NXT, the 205. Yep. He's talking the whole nine yards. The here. whole nine yards. Yeah, it's it's a lot to cover. Um, it's a lot to not even just watch in general, which is what everybody tries well, to do. But I mean, <laughs> you and I try to watch all of it because we are true Mark fans. Right. We watch we, it because we love to watch it. We love all wrestling. Exactly. Um, 
we chose just to stick with the WWE brand when we do our podcast because we realized there was so much. Yes. That doesn't mean we won't ben- venture out into the forest. No, we still watch it, but realizing if you are going to attempt to cover indies and uh, WWE and everything else that WWE does besides their main two shows, it's a lot to try and not only watch in a span of time, but then spend time talking about. Right. We love talking, but we don't want two and a half hour long episodes every week. Right. So in an effort, the only thing he did really request in there is he loved All In. I think like most of us like did. Like most people in the and wrestling world, yes. He wants our take on it. Mm-hmm. So for Cody, mm-hmm. one of our newest listeners... Um, we're going to do an all-in recap. I think we should. I mean, I don't think you can call yourself a wrestling podcast if you don't at least talk about how insane all-in so was. Do you want to talk about the matches first and then give your overall uh, assumption of the event? Or do you want to give your overall of the event and then we get into the matches? You know what? Let's go matches and then we'll go overall feeling. All right, my friend. Let's oh! get all, all in, right. all in. All in, all in. So they had their pre-show, which was on WGN. Yeah, the WGN, yeah. a Chicago affiliate in my world. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, WGN has some of their own original programming, so it's actually like, I mean, it's not a great, like, huge network, but it, it's got followers. I mean, so it's got oh, people you. that watch it. So, I'm with you. Um, good for the indies for being on there. But All In opens up with the Briscoes. Versus uh, SoCal Uncensored. Yes, yes. And I think we just got to say, every match that was in this event was a great match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, everybody, I think, knew going into this what a big deal this all-in was going to be. And therefore went 100% to every match. Every wrestler in the event gave everything. Yes. And this was probably a great match to open the show with. It set the pace for the whole show. Mm-hmm. The two teams went at it. Yep. Uh, SoCal winds up beating the Briscoes, but, I mean, just a great match. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the main thing about it is since they went so hard, basically, at the beginning, they set sort of the tone for the rest of the night. Like, this is what it's going to be, guys. We're not taking any of this half-ass. We're going all the way. No, and that translates right over into the over-the-budget Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Which, which, this is the... I just love the fact that this is what they're doing, is having this Battle Royal to then decide who's going to fight on the main card, like, two hours later. Right. <laughs> and so, we've got the likes of people like Moose, Rocky Romero, we've got Hurricane Helms, Brian mm-hmm. Cage, Billy Gunn is in this. Uh, yeah. Tommy Dreamer, names from past. Mm-hmm. You got a mm-hmm. Colt Cabana, uh, Punishment Martinez, which I am not a fan of. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, you know, he's, the, he's got his following, so you got to put him yeah, in there. But, but I mean, and he had a great show in it, but even all the way down to the female star of Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she was amazing in this yeah. match. Yeah. But um, Flip Gordon. I, comes I, in as an unknown luchador. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what I really loved about this is all in, all the prep up for this is Flip Gordon was never involved. No, no. Never got a match. No. Mm-mm. But he comes into the Battle Royal, wins that, and then goes on to face Jay Lethal later on in the show. Yeah. I mean, th- I love the way this setup is. And this is something that I think WWE can, it, it, and obviously it's harder for them to keep stuff secret. But doing this kind of stuff where you have people like Flip Gordon that people were waiting to see, you're like, no, he's not going to be there. So and you surprise everybody with it. Like, that's how much. Great. How much do you think the indie fans were upset that 
we didn't get a Bernard the Business Bear and have yeah. a reveal and all of that. Yeah, because yeah. we all assumed by we, I'm lumping myself into the indie mark. Mm-hmm. I all assume I, I assumed Bernard the Business Bear would go in there and there would be the reveal. Yep. I don't know who it is. No. Mm-mm. I thought it was Flip Gordon. Uh, still could be. Still could be. Exactly. I don't know. But anyway, great match. And that leads us into the main card, main show. Right. Mm-hmm. And the main show couldn't open any better with uh, Matt Cross and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yes. It, it was exactly the mm-hmm. old school ushering in the new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And both of them played their characters up perfectly. Per- perfectly. And and this, once again, continued on that feeling of how you wanted the rest of this night to go. Like, you know, this wasn't a slow, like, methodical match. This was, this was hard, you know, going fast, going hard the whole time. So, Cross beats MJF. And, yes. And, and we're good with this. Mm-hmm. But now I have to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Craig. Yes. You are a fan of TV. I do love the television. Do you watch our local affiliate, mm-hmm. DC Channel 50? I do. Washington CW, yes. Yes. On there, there's a show called The Green Arrow. Oh, I've heard of it. I've been watching it since the beginning, my friend. Do you know that an undefeated wrestler mm-hmm. is the star of that show? What? Stephen Amell was 3-0 and going into his match with I had uh, no idea. Christopher Daniels. I had no idea. <laughs> until tonight. Oh. Christopher oh. Daniels beats Amell. On a, a singles match. Right. This also was Stephen Amell's first singles match. Yeah. And what I've got to say is Amell showed. Like, he, yeah. All right. So Daniel Cross was obviously the ring general. Yes. And he steered mm-hmm. the match. And you could tell there were points where he was carrying Amell or directing Amell. And I couldn't think of anybody better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Christopher Daniels' career has been amazing. He's mm-hmm. a staple in the indie circuit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really. Set this match up. You could tell it was choreographed, but you know I don't care about. No, all but that's that. fine. You're not. What are you expecting? I mean, while Stephen Amell looked good, he looked strong. He is still a, a television actor. Like so, working with this, choreographing it, you know, like probably dry running it a few dozen times, like makes sense. So, like, I'm not gonna say I want him off the show. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually a fan of Arrow. Right, and um, I like. There's been better seasons than some, but that's true. That's, that's a TV true. show, and mm-hmm. you know where I go for my TV yes. information. Mm-hmm. The Take Two podcast. The Take Two podcast episode ninety nine just dropped this past week, and it was good. It was. It was really good. It was damn good. Freaking packed full of information. Packed full of info. Tony packed and Brian never make a mistake. Now on that show we have kayfabe where mm-hmm. I hate Tony. Right, obviously you do. But I can tell you on our show that mm-hmm. you know, in all honesty, it's just kayfabe. Tony and I are good buddies. Yeah. Um, He'll never listen to this show. No, so. no. Mm-mm. He already gave up. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. But with that being said, um, just his acting ability, when mm-hmm. he was looking at Daniel Cross in the center yeah. of the ring, just telling him to give me more, mm-hmm. and Daniel uh, Christopher Daniels. Why did I call him Daniel Bryan? Dan- <laughs> Daniel Christopher- Cross. Christopher Cross. Yeah, Christopher Cross. <laughs> Sailing takes me away. Anyway. Uh- <laughs> When he's looking at him going, hit me again, mm-hmm. I was just like, all right. Like, what do you feel? Because for those of you that may not have seen it, the the shot of Stephen Amell going through the table was amazing. Was awesome. Like, he took that, just took it. What do you feel, like, the people, the producers, the directors, the creators of Arrow, 
when Stephen Amell tells them they're going to do this, like, ah, all right, like, just be careful. You're kind of our main star. We don't want you to hurt yourself. They're probably watching this. And they saw that, and they're like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> oh, there goes our money. Hundreds of people have just lost their we've, job. We've got a huge crossover coming out. He's a star of it. We can't have this. What are we doing? Or do you think it was on the flip side of, oh, man, we're really going to get over. We're going to have so many more viewers because of his performance right. in his wrestling match. I kind of hope that there's at least some people on the Arrow creative team who watch this that are like, you know, Maybe we should work a little more wrestling into the Arrow his, show. His co-star came out with him. Yes, exactly. And he did a little pop where he was the uh, vigilante club. Yes, the with vigilante the green club. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. All right, let's get back into more matches. Sorry. Because the next match that came up was the uh, Fatal 4-Way with the women. And I have to say this is probably one of the best matches of the night. Yep, we talked about this. And while everything was good that came out of this night, I think this... Not only do I feel it was probably the best night or the best match, but the surprisingly best match. Like, I yeah. wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, I knew which it is was why I think I loved it so with, much. With the talent they had in it, I knew it was going to be a good match. Right. Mm-hmm. I just didn't realize how fast-paced and all the back and forth that would be thrown into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only thing that kind of botched it was that botched three count at the end. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Oh, Tessa Blanchard, she just came. Well, no, wait, she won, she won, yeah, yeah. she won. Okay, give yeah. it to her. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah, because it was know. Rain, uh, Madison Reigns, Britt Baker, Chelsea Green, and Tessa Blanchard. And uh, Tessa Blanchard, I, it looked amazing in this. Like, so I love the lineage of Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that there's the nod to that. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, Green and then Baker... Stole the show. I'm not taking anything away mm-hmm. from Madison Rain mm-hmm. because here's a woman who wrestled the May Young Classic. Oh, she yeah. did another indie show. She yeah. was raising a five year old kid. She, she was, was amazing everything. in yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But I think when it, it's like a coming out party, yep. uh, I would say Green, then Baker stole the show for me. I would agree. I would agree. Um, and then, I mean, then the next match, the actual NWA uh, championship match with Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis. Like, I love where they put this in. Yep. It's that middle match, mm-hmm. and it sets the tone for the second part of the show. Exactly. Um, we all knew Cody Rhodes was going to win this one. Right. Uh, and, obviously. Obviously. And it was great. And but, we all knew in some way uh, Brandy Rhodes was going to get involved, get hit. Oh, get and I think like, it was perfect. And the way they did it, I think, was great. But what I really loved were the uh, walk-ins, almost MMA yes. style, where yes. they had their their training party. Right, with exactly. Them. They they had their entourage with them, which you're sitting there like I was sitting there watching with it with my wife and like. Were you playing the Who's Who game? Right. I was like, I was like, is that Dallas Page with them? Like, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is that Tommy Dreamer walking yes, in? Yes, it with was. Them? Was that? <laughs> Gray, uh, Ray the Glacier Lloyd. Right. Yes, it was. And even as we're sitting there watching it, like they're both getting introduced in the corner. And even my wife was like, "Is that Jeff Jarrett in his corner?" I was like, yes, yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Even yes, his was. dog Pharaoh comes yeah. down. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love. But, I mean, if you're gonna top MMA, I've watched a lot of MMA. Nobody brings their dog in with them. No, that was perfect. But and what I like about uh, you know. Nick Aldis is, he brings out, you know, Jeff Jarrett and Tim Storm. Mm-hmm. But what I really like is Sean Devari. And I like the little interlude of Sean Devari and DDP getting mm-hmm. involved in the match. Oh, that was good. Because it, it added a little a little twist that didn't take anything from the match. No, it didn't take anything from the match. It gave you a little pop. I mean, every, 
I don't, we've never done DDP yoga. We've talked about it on this show, but obviously this works because I, Dallas Page has to be 107 years old. Probably. <laughs> and he's still, he's moving pretty well. No, there's a beautiful diamond cutter. Yeah. And Davari ate it. Ate it. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. but, um, so Cody wins the match, wins the belt. Yes. We knew this was going to happen. I love the fact that they kept Alda strong. It's one thing about this all in anybody, winner or loser, they always look strong. They always gave the respect back to the loser of the match. Yes. You could tell there was a general huge amount of respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something WWE can take from this, is you can have a match between two good wrestlers, two good characters, and have them both come away looking strong. You don't have to have one come away strong and one come away looking, like, super weak. Well, I I think the biggest difference here is because you have an all-indie show and they are from different promoters, Yeah, Mm -hmm. they have to keep the faces of those companies looking good. Yes. In WWE, it's like you're just property. That's very true. That's very true. If I want to sell you down the river, Bray Wyatt, see ya. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, but... Cody even gets the scarlet mask in this one, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. obviously a cut job by Brandon. Yeah, but... because, well, and also, you know, he was hit under the table for yeah. like 10 minutes well, during this Diamond Dallas Page part, where I'm assuming he was tr- cutting it in there. <laughs> All right. Now, the most entertaining match of the night to me, mm-hmm. because it encompassed everything I want in my sports and my entertainment, yes. was the Hangman, Page, and the Joey Janela match. Right, the Chicago and, street fight. And I'm going to admit... I don't know Joey Janela that well. I have seen YouTube clips of exactly. the crazy shit he does. Exactly. I have seen uh, Penelope Ford with him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and but I never really had a full taste of a beginning-to-end match of his. Right, right, because I agree. So, it's mostly YouTube clips I it, see of a lot of this. Now, yeah. I've seen Hangman Page. I love his stuff. I think he's a huge talent in the ring, mm-hmm. and he's only going to get better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I loved... Not only the match, the match was great. Mm-hmm. It was hardcore spot after hardcore spot, yep, yep. even including Penelope Ford, which I think stole that match for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, just watching her in the mm-hmm. ring was amazing. She yeah. was awesome. And she sold everything yeah. beautifully. But um, the, the thing with this match is we had a story wrapped up in it, and mm-hmm. we already know that the Hangman Page has this thing with uh Ryan and and just how he killed him yes. <laughs> and yes. something with his dong and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, long and the short of it, see what I did there, dong long and the short of it. That was the same. Professionals. Anyway, um the whole storytelling and even up to the end mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. great for me. Like just a little homage to hey Cracker Barrel's one of our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually a Cracker Barrel here. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we would be remiss if we didn't discuss the walk into this. Wait, what? Uh, the giant inflatable penises? <laughs> I was going to say, quit dicking around and get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the balls to say it. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so there's a penis druid convention right. well and i i like even if you kind of only knew a little bit of what was going on which just to be honest most people watching all in knew everything that was happening knew these storylines knew this stuff yeah but we're not starting the show with inflatable penises walking no, it's, it's like a mid show thing yeah. like if you're watching this you've already watched some great stuff so you're along for the ride now at this point yeah but 
what it does is Joey Ryan's back. It wasn't yep. the ghost of Joey Ryan or no. anything. He comes no. out and him and his mustache steal the show. Oh, his mustache. So. Oh. Um, and then uh, after that, we get into the Ring of Honor Championship match, which was decided with Flip Gordon before. Now right. going against Jay Lethal, which I also think was a great match. Like, especially Flip Gordon, who we know fought at this point 90 minutes yeah. ago. Like... But Flip Gordon is a, is an amazing talent. Yes. And he's only going to get bigger as well. I think him and Hangman Page have a huge career ahead mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of the... Uh, how do I say this the right way? Mm-hmm. Um, Inflatable penis? No, no, that was oh, okay, okay. before. I just I, I'm talking with Jay Lethal, where <laughs> right. he comes out as black machismo because oh, yes. he gets tapped mm-hmm. on a shoulder. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I love... The Randy Savage homage mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. slapsticky thing, and for him to come out with Lenny Popov, yes, uh, just great. Exactly, uh, Lenny. Did you see his shirt? He's wearing the brother from another mother of course, shirt. Of course, yes. All right, so I like all that, and I'm okay with them bringing it in, but I think it was too much. It took too much of the match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to see Jay Lethal and Flip Gordon go at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, you know, on a much very different tone you get into the whole thing of Balor and the demon and stuff like that like yeah you, you know we, we want to see Jay Lethal not necessarily Black Machismo I mean it, I want one or the other I don't exactly. want both exactly together mm-hmm. I, so uh, Jay Lethal pins flip to retain the belt but this brings out Bully Ray mm-hmm. he lays waste to flip and Jay yep. I think it's to keep them both looking strong Colt Cabana comes out for that Chicago pop mm-hmm. to stop Bully Ray. And, I mean, it worked, but in my opinion, it was mildly. Yeah, it it, it was it was the weakest, I, I feel, or maybe the least entertaining of the night, but it still was better so, than, what, 90% of what we normally are giving. Yeah, I'm wrestling. just going to say, if that was the weakest match, it was a strong B. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because the rest of the matches were like high Bs yep. and As. Exactly. And, exactly. and and I think it was put, pro- like, the, the placement of that match in this card was perfect because it, you come off of this high storytelling from uh, Hangman Page and Joey Janela mm-hmm. into a nice mild story that everybody can just kind of sit and... Wow, that was a great match. This is a great match. Yeah, yeah. But I know we still got like a Kenny Omega. We got a Young Bucks coming up. Right, right. What's next? And it's Kenny Omega and Pentagon Jr. Exactly, which was another five-star match for me. It was amazing. Prior to the actual match, I was sitting here saying, how are they going to take Kenny Omega, the darling of New Japan, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Pentagon Jr., the badass of Lucha Underground. Exactly, exactly. How are they going to put him in a match? How are they going to let one of them lose Mm -hmm. and save face for two different companies? Yeah, yeah. But they did it. They did it. And I think the way they did it is good. It's, you know, it's the, yes, you might have the, I guess you would consider Omega like the baby face. You know, they have him go over and get the win. But then you get the, you know, everything goes black. Pentagon's now back up, you know, now he destroys Omega, even though he lost the match, you know, did he win part of the battle, like... Yeah, but, I mean, let's go back to it where uh, Pentagon Jr., it took, like, 29 bajillion V-triggers to set up the broken, or the one-wing angel, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, I mean, 
it sold hard. Like Kenny Omega had to put heart and soul into this match to beat a Pentagon Junior. Yep. And it leaves us, the fans, looking at it like, ooh, any given Sunday, exactly. it could be one or the other. This could be totally different. You so, do this again next weekend, who knows? Yeah, so Omega wins this one. Like you said, the screen goes black. Pentagon comes back up, mm-hmm. lays waste to Omega. But wait a minute. What? There's what? a twist. A twist? What a twist. Oh, oh the, I mean, at least in my personal household, Did the biggest pop. Did scream out? <laughs> Tear down the walls. Yes, exactly. When I saw the code breaker, it's like, wait a minute. I know that's not Pentagon Junior. And then mm. it took me a second to register whose tattoos those yes, were. Exactly. But then when I saw the code breaker, I was like, ah, oh, tear down oh, the walls. Ah, and of course, my wife's like, what's wrong with the walls? Mm. I was like, nothing. Nothing. nothing don't bother. Don't bother. So Jericho comes out just for the simple pop <laughs> of laying waste to Omega and say, hey. I'll see you on the cruise. Right. It's, what a great plug. Yeah. The best plug that anyone could do. So oh. the match I was looking forward to most because I thought it would have the biggest talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of Marty Scroll. Yes. I mm-hmm. love watching this guy wrestle. Right, right. To put him against Okada, I was like, this is a dream match for mm-hmm. me. But mm-hmm. I was worried because I didn't know if we were going to get Mopey Dopey Okada with the red balloons yeah. or if we were going to get straight Rainmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got the Rainmaker. Right, exactly, which I, th- I think is good. If You are having eyes on this show that most people, not most, but a good portion of people watching this probably don't see all of these things. And if you want to make Okada look good, you go for Rainmaker. Okada. I, I gotta like. <laughs> say, I gotta say, Okada is probably the biggest badass in New Japan. Exactly. One of my favorite outright wrestlers of all venues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can watch this guy beat up a bag of butter. Yes. Yeah. That would but, that'd be interesting. Um, just to what see I what that re- was like. <laughs> what I really, really like. I've like never heard that phrase before, and now I can't get a image of Okada just beating up a giant bag of butter like hanging so see, you know how you know how, like Rocky would beat up it, like the meat that's hanging yeah, in like but, the freezer I mean, so if you look at it so, a bag of butter would just hang there and, right. and have total give right that's so true so there'd be nothing he but like to, how like, much butter so like, it'd be a lot of butter like are we talking like like a grocery bag or are we talking like no we're like talking a body bag like full, a body bag like a body bag full of butter why are we talking about butter that's a, a lot of butter I'm just saying I mean what are you going to Sam's Club and getting all that butter and is it spreadable what? butter? Is it sticks of butter? Like, I, I don't, don't understand how this works. Uh, okay. Like, okay. I'm just trying okay. to understand. Okay. I mean, you're the one that okay. came up with the analogy, so I'm just trying to understand it. Uh, but you're putting way too much into it. It's just the concept of beating up something that's saying. useless. I don't know. Maybe this is what Amish people Kinda do Kind of like you. It's just... <laughs> Amish people beating up butter beating on up the weekend. That's a butter. All right. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Getting back to the match, right. what I really, really liked about it is the storytelling was strong. Yes. There was a ton of respect throughout the entire match the for whole each thing. wrestler. Exactly. Um, Okada wins, but I got to say, I just probably, uh, I would have to put the women's four-way, mm. this match, and the Omega Pentagon Jr. match in my top three, and I yeah. don't know, like... Every second it switches as right. to which one I mean, was my favorite. I think you could you could easily make an argument for seventy percent of these matches to be a match of the night, and it would be a legit argument. Okay, but with that being said, mm-hmm. the ending match, the the go home match, <sighs> yes, yes, uh, the one that I was looking forward to because I've been a huge Rey Mysterio fan ever since I was a wee buck, a wee lad, a little mm. little little lad, a little bandito. Anyway, we get the six. Uh, the three, seven, nine, right. six, one, nine. 
three, six, nine. Right. We get Rey Mysterio, Fenix, mm-hmm. and Bandito yes. versus the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. I like Kota Ibushi, too. Yes. I love this combination, yeah. and I thought this could be a really good match. Well, and just seeing this, like, as you see them all, you know, if you know anything about any of these people, you're like, this match is literally just going to be gymnastic flipping over the entire and ring. it was. It was just... <laughs> Flippy, Flippy time. Shot. <laughs> Everybody gets to land on each exactly, other. Match. Exactly. Do you, being a comic book nerd such as I am, mm-hmm. do you totally geek out when you see Rey Mysterio come out as Wolverine? Oh, it was beautiful. You nerded out. Didn't of course you? I did. I certainly of did. course I did. So. I, and I'm not gonna say all, but I'm gonna guess there's probably a good 95% of crossover between indie wrestling fans and comic book fans. Oh, wrestling <laughs> so much. Right. It's, it's, it's basically a big living comic book. Yes, it you is. You have over-the-top superheroes, over-the-top supervillains. Mm-hmm. You have these intertwining stories. So it's like an ongoing comic book. Yep, yep. And this, this whole event was like, you know... X-Men versus Avengers. Like, that's what this sort of felt like. Like, this was many different, you know, storylines you've been watching now all of a sudden coming together with various different, you know, printers from various different studios. Like, that's kind of how all of this was. And, like, with this match in particular, it was a good match. Mm -hmm. I don't think it needed to end the show. Yeah, I, I think there could have been other ones. I mean, I as as you said, I'm glad they put Cody and Aldis where they did. Yeah. You know, but if they if they moved that to the end of the night, I wouldn't have been surprised there either. I think you would have been better off putting Omega and Pentagon at the end. I agree. I agree. Um I get I but I also understand while you know Omega and Pentagon were going to be good, because of all that were in this match, it was it's probably hard to determine how you can follow this up, knowing there's gonna be so much fl- high flying, flipping, all that sort of stuff. Like do you attempt to follow this up with Omega and Pentagon, or do you just say, no, we're just going to end the night no, on this? Like, I think it's much simpler than that. Mm-hmm. The Young Bucks and Cody put this show together. That's true. One <laughs> of them was getting to go home. That's true. That's so true. I think Cody said, well, I'm going to win a belt. You guys are just wrestling. Mm-hmm. You guys close the show out. Yeah. Yeah. That's how mm-hmm. I look at it. And That's true. That's I'm true. not disappointed. I think no, the show no. was great. Um, all in all. All in all. I think it accomplished everything it set out to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it solidifies that the independent circuit can put on a show just as good as a big powerhouse like WWE. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the talent is there. The ability is there. I think what All In may have been lacking was a little polish on its storytelling. Mm-hmm. But WWE needs to watch out. They do. They do. I mean, this show, aside from the whole selling out in 45 seconds or whatever it was, I mean, the amount of viewers they probably got on this, I haven't heard the numbers yet as to how many, you know, viewerships they got on WGN or New Japan or anything like that. But I got to admit it was probably significant. Like some, you know, it's not, yes, it's not WWE levels yet, but this is probably one of the, you know, top legitimate worries that they could have and i'm interested to see how this keeps going how this is going to lead into that wrestlemania weekend you know where they already have saturday night madison square garden booked out like i'm interested to see knowing they're in the same town knowing it's that same weekend if this is what we get on a on a labor day weekend what are we going to get that weekend knowing all the fans are going to have in there knowing what it's going to be like oh it's going to be ridiculous and 
I'm just saying WWE needs to watch itself because WWE puts out stuff like this week's Raw. (sighs) So, in my opinion, overall, Raw right now is you're trying to serve too many masters. Mm -hmm. WWE is building three of its own pay-per-views. you got Evolution, Hell in a Cell, and the greatest kangaroo boxing match of all time. Right, right. Um, With that all in mind, they are just using... Raw, more so than SmackDown, in my opinion, to make spots for these shows. Well, and I feel that this was a a complaint that was had around WrestleMania, where they were pushing WrestleMania at the same time that they're also pushing the Saudi Arabian Nights Oil Oil Rumble. Right, the Royal Oil Rumble. Mm -hmm. Like, they had that. And I I thought it was pretty adamant in the wrestling community that this was a bad idea. Because you're trying to promote two big things at the same time. So now they're like, you know what? That's right. We should just promote three big things at the same yeah. time. It's, <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, but so the show opens up. One, we find out. We get one of our favorites, Renee Young, on exactly. commentary. I'm, I'm glad they're keeping her on commentary. Um, Coach was out on assignment. Uh, I think her and Corey Graves together. Like I they think they're banter great. backing together. It's great. Because... Renee has no problem calling Corey out. No, exactly. And Corey has no problem being like, you know, you're right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I think there was a line in there somewhere, like hour two, where mm. Corey Gray goes, "I'm not opposed to being called out." No, Coach never did this. Exactly. It and, and obviously, I think this is leading up to her probably doing some of the commentary for Evolution. I think she's going to be the main commentary for Evolution. Right. And and I I hope that this would lead to. Probably not immediately, but in the foreseeable future, her just being a main steady commentary on Raw. I think you are missing a prime opportunity by not doing it. Exactly. Now, exactly. I will say in kayfabe, there were some things that really bothered me about her being on commentary specifically this week. Mm-hmm. Not her in general or her ability to be on commentary. Right, right. The fact that your husband goes to jail mm. and you stay to work. Yes, exactly. And then... At the end of the show, when your husband is literally getting beat down on the table in front of you, and mm-hmm. you're just calling it, yeah, I, not and a good idea. And I actually think that's something. That's a a way they could have gone, but it's it's basically you have to decide: Are you going for Renee Young, professional commentary person, and you want to try and keep that professionalism, or are you going to get her involved in the storyline of like her standing up and screaming to be like, "You can't take him to jail!" Like. Well, you got to decide how you want to do know, this, and obviously they with the non-storyline. Like, if you want to stay on commentary, how she takes the side of how dare they do this? Exactly. They were just coming out, you know. Right. How, how come they're were, the ones going? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, with all this stuff going on with Renee, the show actually opens up with Braun, Ziggler, and McIntyre coming out, and yep. we get the full Braun heel turn. Yeah. Exactly. How do you take your number one baby face? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a week, turn them heel. I don't. I, this Are they is, trying so hard? This is hard. WWE. They're trying so hard to get Roman over that they're killing everyone. Right. To include Braun. Right. Their own person they've been working on for what seems like a year to get him to be the biggest the biggest baby face they have. And you're like, nope, screw it. F it. We no. want Roman. But not only Braun, Ziggler, and McIntyre, the locker room empties out of to course. separate these six. Of course they do. Of course they do. And... You know, I'm always good for a good locker room clearing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I got to say, I kind of like how Corbin was like, bring me some. Yeah. No, bring me more. Right. No, right. bring them all. Yeah. Like, 
we've talked about it. Baron Corbin as corporate Corbin and now as the acting general manager. Mm-hmm. He's so kind of I don't I don't want to say like smarky, but he is so like just genuinely kind of sneaky yeah. in the background mm-hmm. that he doesn't really have to act at that. No, no. Where he exactly. had to pull off the lone wolf thing. Right. This right now, if he just plays it as himself, mm-hmm. he'll come off as that like sneaky, kind of slimy right, right. general exactly. manager thing. Exactly. And, and I like it. Like, sure, I got a match for you, and it's this craziness, like something like that. Yeah. But so the locker room comes out, separates them all. Mm-hmm. Then we find out that the shield's going to jail. Shield's going to jail. And Stuffed you and I were calling out on Twitter and texting each other. Mm. Ten to one, Dean comes back with a police hat, two uh, riot sticks, <laughs> and he's ready to go. Exactly. He's got a, he's got the riot helmet. He's got shields on both sides. He's got sticks. He's ready to fight. He's just ready to fight. Oh, um, oh so boy, we get oh that commotion mm-hmm. to lead to some useless. Commotion. But this is the first time the Bella Twins have been back in the ring. Yeah, in the, like two years. The Bellas are going to have a match with two of the three members of the Riot Squad. Yeah. And um, I got to tell you, Craig, this really, really promotes the fact that the Bellas were never that good. No, this... Like, don't get me wrong. I love looking at both of them in the ring, but that as is as a male finding them attractive. Right. Well, and we also I never know, really enjoyed the wrestling. We also know how much your son loves the Bella Twins theme song. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's no, that's a known fact here. Oh, on a side note, we went out to uh, to the store real quick because I had to pick something up, and I'm like, "Buddy, you want to come with me?" He's like, "Yeah." So we get into this conversation. And I'm like, "Well, what right now are your top ten all time favorite wrestlers?" Mm-hmm. And he lists off his guy wrestlers. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I agree. And we started having a conversation about some of them and mm. where I would put some of my favorite wrestlers. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, now he's 11. He'll be 12 here shortly. He goes, well, what about the lady wrestlers, Dad? We didn't name any of the lady wrestlers. Mm. So, of course, I took the opportunity to go, okay, what are your favorite lady wrestlers? Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. Nikki Bella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In that order. In that order. And... I looked at him and I, I'm like, I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> but I like you can't ask an 11, 12 year old. They don't really get the whole right. It's just girls are pretty. Thing. Exactly, exactly. Um. Anyway, so we started having a discussion about. I don't think Nikki Bell is a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he got upset. Of course he, he did. He got mad at me. He got mad at Dad. He goes, "You don't know what you're talking about, Dad. Have you seen her rack attack?" And I'm like. My 12-year-old is naming off Nikki Bella's moves. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to talk about her rack. The, the rack attack. Yeah. The rack right. attack. Right, yeah. It's like a modified F5. <laughs> right, right. But mm-hmm. I... So, I want to get into the controversy of this match. Mm-hmm. Riot Squad looked great. I, and I'm sorry that I'm even saying that about Sarah Logan. She looked good in this yeah. match. But Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan looked amazing in this match. Liv Morgan only gets better every match she does. Yeah, mm-hmm. We have to talk about Bree's two suicide dives because it looks like she was trying to commit suicide. She was trying to commit suicide. Exactly. Um, So there's a lot of controversy on Twitter and and amongst the wrestling uh, world that, you know, she should have never done it. This is dangerous, that kind of stuff. I want to go on the other side and say, you know, I give her credit. She flubbed the one. Mm -hmm. She went for another one, flubbed that even worse. Right. And, you know, but she's in that ring and she's... Committed and she's oh wrestling. yeah she's going all out so you got to give her that but you know I don't want to see that again no no, no don't that, hurt yourselves 
100%. It's, it's, not worth, it's, it's not worth that spot. You can do something else. Yeah. The other part of this match I wanted to discuss is, is there something to be said, and you can say if I'm looking too much into this, is there something to be said that both Bella Twins, at some point, did a move stolen from their significant other? Well, or former. Or former significant other. Or no. maybe back together significant other. Well, I don't know. I think like, it was. Why are, you, why are you having Brie Bella do yes kicks? But I think it was, I think it goes all the way back to like AJ Styles when they were at, or AJ Styles. AJ, AJ Lee. Lee mm-hmm. When they were talking about it with uh, her and CM Punk's relationship. Mm-hmm. And AJ Lee was like, you can't. How do I say this politically correct? Mm-hmm. You cannot impregnate right. talent. Mm-hmm. So if you're married, dating, or with a good wrestler, mm-hmm. that doesn't make you a good wrestler. Right, right. You have to be your own wrestler. Exactly, exactly. Um, I like the homage, the the little payback to the moves that got him there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do I feel now it's like, should Cena be going, hey, there's some trademark issues here, Nikki. You and I aren't together. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to use my move anymore. Right, right. Or, or more just like more just like you're, you're now saying these two women are not good enough, so we're going to remind you that they are with men that are good. And, and then <laughs> the other problem I have with all this, especially with Brie, is on Raw, she's a Bella twin. On SmackDown, she's Daniel Bryan's husband or uh, wife. Daniel Bryan's husband, yes. right? The mm-hmm. man of the pants, right? The, man, the the one who wears the pants of the family, yeah. obviously. Well, did you see her pants? Mm-hmm. There was a V cut down where you could see her ass crack. I'm like, is that a fart gap? Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Anyway, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on with the Bellas. I think it even translates into evolution. Do you want to get into that later? <sighs> Or do we'll, you get, just... we'll get into that later. They okay. did announce that at the uh, the uh, Kangaroo Rumble, yep, um, that they're going to do Bella Twins and Rousey versus the Riot Squad. Okay. Okay. Like that's why are the Riot Squad eating all the pins? <sighs> I mean, that's obviously what they're going to do with this one too. They're not going to have the Riot Squad go over the Bella Twins and Ronda Rousey. No. Like, I mean, it. I hate. I'm not saying that they're. They couldn't surprise us because every three months, WWE does something that surprises us. But, but you not see, in a good way. Either. Right, not in a good way. You see this match and you're like, what's the point in this match? They're, we know who's going to win before you even start. Like, like Talking about useless tag teams. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Chad, Gable, Chad mean, Gable's got a new mustache. That's that's a thing. That's a thing. It's he looks kind of like Clark Gable. Yeah. From Gone um, with the Wind. <laughs> quite creepy like his yeah. admiration of Bobby Roode it's kind of like yeah. he's idolizing a dad figure yeah but i but i will say and we've talked about this before um when it was Shelton Benjamin and, and Chad Gable Gable's strength when like actual wrestling move like is oh. ridiculous i will give him he's a huge talent in the ring but the Goofy, almost androgynous character that he plays is right. kind of creepy. And now times. you got Bobby Roode, who kind of didn't want to be paired with him, and now saw how good he was, and that they won the match due to Gable, and he's like, "Oh, I'm impressed." Like, what? And so we get another useless tag team mm-hmm. on Raw that has a useless tag team division. Right? Do you feel that this may be leading to sort of like a uh, Liberace and whoever that guy was that followed around Liberace? This is how the Bobby Roode Chad Gable thing is going to go. I don't know. You don't know? You didn't say... What was that? I saw the movie. That's the only reason I know, but I don't remember... The only reason I know Liberace was he was at WrestleMania. (laughs) So... Uh, 
I mean, I, I know, I know who he was before. I love but, you sometimes. But, <laughs> like the only interaction I know of with mm. Liberace was his. At, I think it was WrestleMania three. Yeah. Speaking of music, oh. Elias. Thank you for the segue. Yeah. You know what I love about Elias? What do you love about it's Elias? It's the same shtick every week. Right. But he finds just another little way to tweak it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And exactly. we're all like, somebody's going to interrupt him. And they do, but you're like, and I'm okay with and it. And I'm okay with it. Like, they, he does his slamming of whatever city it is. Yeah. yeah. Which is some somehow is still always funny. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> always. Always funny. And then they find someone to interrupt him. And whoever they find, somehow it's always interesting. Like, I, if you were to say, and I, we should have known this. I mean, Alexa Bliss is from Ohio. I did know. Mm, I did not. I'm stupid. As soon as she came out, I'm like, oh, she's going to kill this city. Oh, well, yeah, of course she knew she was going to kill the city. But she comes out with Mickey James and Alicia Fox. They interrupt. She starts to defend Ohio. Then she slams Ohio. Calls them sheep. Mm-hmm. You're sheeple. Right. But then she gets all sort of flirty-flirty with Mr. Elias. Kind of like he. Says she wants to hear the song. She wants she wants to walk with Elias. Then stupid Rousey and Cat Lady have to come out and ruin it. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it, though, because this is going to lead into our match with Bliss and, and uh, Natalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I like... I got to say... Thank God she got rid of the orbiting shoulder pads. Oh I love the homage jacket back to her dad. Mm-hmm. I've been saying homage. That's like the third time this mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I like the throwback to her dad. Uh, I say keep that. Mm-hmm. Keep that jacket. This is a pretty good match. I love the way it ends because it's perfect. Yeah. Bliss gets Natty to tap out with an arm bar the whole time she's just staring just down staring Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. The bell rings, and she holds the arm bar until Rousey comes in the ring. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that's exactly the way to do it. That's the way to make, to to set up for more Bliss-Rousey matches in the future. Um, but Because the problem I think you always have with Bliss is making Bliss look like she should be the winner, as right. opposed to cheating to win. Like, but she I, does I think have because of her size and all that, you have to. Yeah. Speaking of bags of butter. <laughs> yes. Ronda Rousey throwing Alicia Fox around. Oh my god. That's what I imagine a bag of butter would look oh like. Oh my god. Like and and I don't know how much of this is Alicia Fox just saying I'm just going to go with it and just let this happen. How much of this is Ronda Rousey? I think slightly much like Lesnar sometimes forgetting that there's a little bit Those of were little super bit of for true real bit of fakeness with this. <laughs> Those were meant to disarm or disable your opponent. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't meant for show. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think those were a little stiff, but I gotta give it to Foxy. She took them. She took them. She took the hell out of them. So then we get this little backstage mat uh, thing where. Drew and McIntyre are talking to Corbin, and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, we want to challenge the B team for the tag match. And he's like, well, sorry, dudes. Right, exactly. There's already uh, been scheduled for the revival. They've and, been working on this for a few weeks. Like, yeah, and like I said earlier, it's like the nice thing about Corbin, especially as corporate Corbin, is he doesn't really have to try. He goes, well, you know, if something were to happen to the revival, you could have a match. Right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, and he didn't have to overplay it. He didn't no. have to do, like, the big elbow nudge mm-hmm. or the over-exaggerated wink. He just said it. Yeah, exactly. And then that, that you get later on is you get Dolphin Drew attacking the Revival, you know, backstage. The match starts. BT comes out. Go they, team, both team, go, go, go. <laughs> they destroyed the BT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plowed through them, and now we have new tag team champs. Yes. I yes. think this is just leading, and you and I have talked about factions. I love factions. Mm-hmm. 
I'd love to see a faction with all the gold a la Undisputed Era, uh, NWO kind of feel. I mm. want that back again. Yeah. I actually like the fact that you have the shield against everyone again. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to it. However. However. However, when you're destroying everybody in the wake just to put these six people against each other, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're doing the business any good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now. Speaking of teams that don't really work for me, uh huh. Do you know who Drake Maverick is? I mean, I do because I watched two hundred five. Yeah, he's the general manager of two hundred five, and he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's, Super he's, nice I think guy. he's a decent general manager. I like him. I like his character. Now, do you know he has a doppelganger? No, I did not. There is a Drew or a Drake Maverick. That uh, is now the manager of AOP. Apparently, yeah, he looks like the kid from Home Alone. Next to the two bad guys trying I, to break into his house. Exactly. Like, he looks like a small child. Like, And his head couldn't have been any smaller than his entire torso. Yep, yep. And I mean, and he's wearing what appears to be a grown man's, like, I don't, flak vest. I don't <laughs> think they make kid size. I definitely they do not. They, he might as well walk out with one of those, like... Uh, orange life vests on and like floaties on his arm. Now, that's pretty much what he looks like. I do like. like the comedic shtick. Like if you go to his Twitter tag now, it's mm-hmm. like uh, Razor and Akim, and then you just see the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But I like the fact like Drake Maverick is great on the mic. Yeah. I'm having problems digesting the face Drake Maverick of mm-hmm. 205 and probably the heel Drake Maverick of, of AOP. management. But, you know, I hope it's almost Paul Ellering-ish and and he can get AOP back up. Exactly. Exactly. So they go out and they kill some jobbers. Of course they do. Um, Can we get rid of some of the other matches that don't really matter? Uh, You mean most of them? All right. I'm going to just yell them out real quick. Go for it. Mm. All right. Bobby Lashley is ordered to do an in-ring meditation with uh, Shanti. Shanti, gender mall. He gets submarine by KO. Didn't KO quit? KO quit last week. He came back. And uh, and now he's going to have a program with Lashley. Right, because the one with uh, Lashley and Sami Zayn went so well, so they're going to go ahead and okay, give it to Okay, KO. okay. Mm-hmm. So there's one. Um, here's another one for you. Mm-hmm. The Boss Banks, or Hugs and Thugs. Hugs and Thugs. Whatever. Isn't that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Uh, versus Ember Moon and Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke? Oh, what? Yeah. Ember mm-hmm. Moon and Dana Brooke? Why are they pushing Dana Brooke? I don't know. I, I'm happy they are, but it's kind of like forced. Well, I feel the reason that they are pushing her, uh, and the reason that, you know, in this you had three female matches, is they're bringing more of their female talent to the forefront because Evolution's coming up. No, I'm and they you. realize if you're going to have an all-women's pay-per-view, you literally need to use every woman you have, which I... includes Dana Brooke. I was thinking they were going to have Dana Brooke manage Apollo Crews and have a Dana Brooke uh, female card. Like, she's part of the female division as well. Uh-huh. And they would work together, right. leaving Titus in the win, and Titus has to redevelop who he is. Right. But then you had, at the end of this match, you had her saying, I'm done with both of both you. Both of you. And she walked away. It's almost like a Rusev day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway, we'll see where that goes. Um... So there was that one. Then, then uh, we have a Balor versus Strowman. Well, we'll get into that. That was the end, the yeah. end match. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the Heartbreak Kids promo. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
if I could, mm-hmm. I'd like to pay homage to one of my favorite actors growing up. Mm-hmm. Who just recently, yesterday, passed away? Burt Reynolds. Yes, yes, uh, the bandit himself. Where this ties in is Burt Reynolds had a stick at one of the WrestleManias where he basically told Shawn Michaels to pound sand. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to take a personal moment. I try not to do this a lot on our shows, but no, because we don't care about you or your personal feelings. No, I, I was saddened with the loss of Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. because I did enjoy him in his movies. Yes. So I think. He was a very good character actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best person in the world, but a really good character yep. actor. Yep. So with that being said, HBK comes out, and we know this is going to just be a huge promo spot for the Triple H Undertaker match at the Kangaroo Boxing in right. Australia. Right, the, the Roo Rumble. The yeah, Sydney's Showdown. The big Roo Rumble. I like that one. Mm-hmm. The one. Uh, Koala Kickoff. That should be the name of the show. The Koala Kickoff leads into the Roo Rumble. It leads into the Roo Rumble. And then the didgeridoo. And then the, the emu endgame after show. God, you are on <laughs> fire today. I love this. What, what other solely Australian animals so, are there? The, the platypus post show. The heartbreak kid does what Cena could never do. Yeah. Just brings Undertaker just brings out. Undertaker. Just talks about him and he comes out. Hey, yeah. he's, I mean, HBK, I, I got to get, like, he looks rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and then you get this where Undertaker and him are talking. Undertaker's basically calling him out and being like, "How come you never came? You you know, like and, you, and you, he came." And, and Michaels comes back with a, "Hey, listen, I never came out of retirement when I said I retired mm-hmm. out of respect for all of you. Like that was your time. I gave it all, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. You keep coming back. Yeah, for yeah. one more. This is your fourth one more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um." But there was some heat built between HBK and The Undertaker. Is this going to lead us into more nostalgia where he is now like the special guest referee? That's what I would lead the, to. Yeah, The other I side think. of this is, is he's saying he's got one more match in him. Is this going to become a three-way match? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't care. I'm still going to watch it for the nostalgia value alone. I don't think it's going to be the greatest match I ever saw. But I still want to see it. Yeah, well... <sighs> And then you have to think about the fact that Shawn Michaels had stayed retired for this long, not fought for this long, and what he's coming back to is this Sydney showdown. Right. Like, that's what he's coming back to. Like, not a WrestleMania, but this? Like, yeah. I I don't know. So we'll get Triple H's take. Next week. or I assume so, yeah. So, we'll see where this goes. But I think we're going to see more HBK. I yeah. think he's going to be somehow involved in this. I would agree. I would agree. He already said he's going to be there. Right. He already said he already... Well, know. he has to. He's promoting a couple of the matches. Oh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Anyway, but right. that leads us That's to leads our to the end match game. End game. Balor versus Strowman. So, this was a this... scrub match? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Where, once again, Balor looks like he might have a chance, but in the end... Can't beat the giant. Exactly, but then you know this all just leads to what is the end of you know all of a sudden. Uh, well, the shield miraculously on a federal holiday, right, right, is able to get not only sent to jail but arraigned, pe- post bond, and come back within two hours. Right, right, and and the police are nice enough to let them borrow the police van. I'm to sure drive that's back. what they did. They borrowed it. Right. So now it's not Grand Theft Auto. No, no, it's just it's just driving an unauthorized. And I'm sure there vehicle. are plenty of other police related things like impersonating a police officer. Right, right. Or mm. you know, 
not only that, but in the end, they damaged the vehicle. They yeah. Stole. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know this. I've been in the back of a couple of police vehicles. I, yeah. We've I talked about college never, for you. Mm-hmm. I have never seen the back of a police van wide open with stage benches. No. No. So, but, you know, I mean, that's hey, just whatever. Me. Whatever. To each their um, own. Each but their anyway, own. so as it backs in, mm-hmm. as Stroman's about to kill Balor, the police van backs in and... I was so ready. I was waiting for Dean to jump out with a hat and the nightsticks. Yep, yep. But it was so funny because if you watch the crowd, when Roman gets out of the driver's seat, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, oh. Oh, is it just him? Oh, and then when they open up the back doors and Rollins and Dean come out, it was like, yeah, yeah they're all here. So Shield's okay, Roman's not. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So we get that, and this is my favorite part, mm-hmm. and a lot of people will disagree with me. I actually like the fact that as they're coming down to face the new faction of Strowman, McIntyre, and Ziggler, mm-hmm. the whole heel cadre, yes. all the bad guys of the Raw card, mm-hmm. come out and proceed to beat down the Shield. Yeah. Now, why do I like this so much? It's us against them, which yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. It gives them a whole slew of people that they can feud with. Even if it's like a one-off, right. it still brings attention to a Drew Gulak who's out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Ascension can have a match with them yeah. and make it look good. Right. Because it's like they, now there's we've a legitimate got a beef now yeah. between all of them. Um, and and I, I like that it was, like you said, just the heels, just like the villains coming out to stop them. You know, So this just leads into you know, more faction. Now, like, the problem I have with this is Kevin Owens, who spent a year... Feuding with Braun Strowman is out there to beat up the Shield. Right. On Strowman's side? Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't feel right. Some of the uh, connectivity is just shot. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm still okay with the idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So not done in the best way, but the idea is still a but great idea. But the idea is still there. Exactly. So I was good with it. Um, I kind of look forward. I hope they build it up as in like, all right, you MFers, you want to come after us? Mm-hmm. It's going to be us against you, and yeah. we'll take you all on individually. I'm looking forward to some behind the screen, uh, behind behind the, the screens, mm-hmm. yeah, behind the stage kind of stuff where they're jumping people in the locker room. Yep, I think you have a lot that you can work with here if you do it right. Yeah, and uh, but I think, like we mentioned, it it was hard to get through this episode of Raw after something like All In, like right. this just wasn't up to par. Like, and SmackDown did a little bit better. But it's still that struggle of we are trying to build up these pay-per-views. Yep. And I think you're sacrificing your weekly show for it. I agree. I don't know how else you would do it better, though. Right. So I'm going to say, you know, as a fan, I always think you can do it better. Mm -hmm. However, I don't have any recommendations. No. I don't know exactly how to do it better. but That was Raw. Yeah. That was Raw. Now, into SmackDown. It is, my friend. And I think SmackDown was better than Raw, I think, by far this week. It most definitely has been. Where Raw has been more of a spot monkey for the Mm pay-per-views, SmackDown has at least kept a decent storyline going. Right, right. And the one they have going now, they're actually pushing an event at the, uh, or a match at the upcoming event of Hell in a Cell, which most people don't know is coming up because they're also talking about Evolution and uh, Kangaroo Rumble and whatever else mm-hmm. they have going on. But there is Hell in a Cell in like two weeks. What? What? So that's coming. I'm paying attention. Yeah. So, um, but they have uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bryan, the Bellas, 
um, as they're often called. Daniel Bella. Right, Daniel Bella. Uh, in the ring, calling out the Miz and well, Maurice. let's set the scene. Mm-hmm. The show opens up with Miz and Maurice there early. Right. In the middle of the ring saying, we're calling you guys out, but right. just like we thought, not even here. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. We're going to go get dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they went to a nice Italian restaurant and got some mm-hmm. dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, then Daniel Bryan and Bree are there calling them out, but they're not there. They're only, uh, they're, they're I, back out. I got to ask you, this mm-hmm. is a little catty. What did you think of Renee's pants? <laughs> I quite enjoyed them. I did thought they were interesting. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with the high-waisted. She makes some interesting fashion choices, I think. Sometimes good, sometimes Sometimes they involve fringe. She's still very attractive. She's a fashionista, one would say. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that word means. It sounded good either, coming out your mouth. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, to answer to the Bellas, uh, Andres and Omos. Zelina Vega comes Zelina out. Zelina Vega, come out. You are dumb. <laughs> I would kick you in the face now. Um, but I, I mean... I love everything going yeah. on with Andrade Cien Olmos and Daniel Bryan. Yes. I want to see them have a bigger program. Mm-hmm. I love the interaction that I'm getting from Zelina and Bree. Mm-hmm. Like that knee Bree throws at the end. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. she just takes the face off of Zelina was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was good because it's showing both... Daniel and Bree strong going into their match against Miz and Maurice at Hell in the Cell. Like it's mm-hmm. showing them both being, you know, that they are, they're not just like the happy, smiley baby faces. Like they are aggressive when they need to be. So, so I don't think we ever found out if the restaurant had a dress code. No, no, because uh, Daniel Bryan and Bree left and they're uh, in, their wrestling, in attire. their wrestling attire to go. Yeah. Uh, hoping that they were okay. I was, I will admit, I was hoping. For an on-the-spot location food fight. Oh, God, that would have been great. That's what I was hoping we were leaning towards. I would have loved that, too. Yeah, exactly. Now, this gets us into the part where, I don't know, do you want to talk about it now or do you want to save it for later because you know I love me some Becky? Uh, Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it now because I think it it was one of the better things that they did on this week's episode of SmackDown is that sort of interview with Becky and Lynch. We have the split satellite where Charlotte and Becky are talking about their match coming up. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I hated mm-hmm. was stupid Charlotte stupid kept Charlotte. talking over the woman of my life. Mm-hmm. I love you, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Becky, I love you. Exactly. She was talking over your beautiful Becky. Um, Becky's it, dropping straight fire exactly. and Charlotte needs to spit stupid stuff. Well, but she, they were both making some good points. They They're really were. Now, some good points. So... This is the one thing I am completely baffled with the WWE lately mm-hmm. is they actually listened to the fans on this one? They did. They like, did. We, I, they realized how much they botched this Becky heel turn yeah, but, and I have mean, now fixed it. But, and I think they're good for it because now you have two valid stars with mm-hmm. two valid points and one good reason to dislike each other. Exactly. Exactly. And they can both come out of this still almost almost looking baby facious at the end of this. You know, they can come out of this at the end. And you're kind of happy with how it's going to go, whoever it may be. All right. Before we go any further, mm-hmm. I need to let our, our listeners know. Yes. We just got the privilege of having a special guest in the room with us. We do. We have Jeff the Ref. He's he's long time coming. He hasn't been here in a while. Well, he's he's busy refereeing the world. Refereeing the world. Super busy. Super, Super busy. busy. Super busy. Super so, busy. I want to get his input on this because... 
one, he knows Charlotte Flair is the current women's heavyweight champion. Mm -hmm. He also knows my affection for Becky Lynch. Correct. Now, given that Becky Lynch is the fan favorite and that she was basically snubbed out of the belt by Charlotte, Mm -hmm. they have this match at Hell in a Cell coming up, Jeff. You, as a man of, of legality and black and white rules, yes. do you feel Charlotte stands a chance against the last kicker, Becky Lynch? I I don't think so. Ooh. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an official ruling. He's a referee. Yep. That's my official. Official answer. ruling. Official ruling from Jeff the Ref. Uh, Loved it. Are you going to hang out with us for the rest of the yeah, show? Loved here. it. Uh, I I want to make sure that we don't forget to mention yes for anybody that may be joining us now yes because we get new listeners every week yeah because we're very popular we're very popular in our own um, world. can you explain to the take two takedown listening audience what is currently in your closet at your house <laughs> well I have clothes sir right what else what else would be in your uh, closet there's various pairs of shoes yes uh huh uh huh um. Is there any sort Just of some other? Is there any sort of large, large cutout of any female wrestler that's oh. inside your closet? Well, I was trying to avoid embarrassing anyone. Right, right. Yeah, mm. but I obviously I have a life-size cardboard cutout of Becky Lynch in my closet. Right. To whom I speak to every morning. I say, "Good morning, Becky." Mm-hmm. We have a conversation. She tells me in my mind right. that uh, I should have a great day. Mm-hmm. That you know I am a beautiful, wonderful person, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I shine like a star. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Hey, nobody else has that, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why wouldn't you? Well, I, I mean, I agree. It should be a would staple. It, in would it be house. more creepy if I had, say, Becky Lynch cardboard cut out of my closet, mm-hmm. or like a Roman Reigns one? Which one is more creepy? Um, both are creepy. This isn't a which one. But, I mean, if you are a true fan, you want the memorabilia of the person that you are a fan for. Right. So I have Becky Lynch. This is my thought, though. Someone comes to your house. You have a very warm and welcoming home. Yes. Someone comes to your house. It's maybe fall. Uh Uh-huh. Early winter. Yeah. They have a jacket on. Okay. All right. They're like, you know what? Let me go put my jacket in the closet. All the way upstairs in my bedroom closet. (laughs) I don't know. I don't no, know. No, we have a hall closet. Mm-hmm. That's where the guest coats go. That's so creepy. I don't see where you're getting... There is nothing wrong with what I do. Yes. Let's ask so the ref. Wrong. It sounds like it might be a little bit of jealousy. That's, well, a, that's, that's an official is. ruling. He's a referee. Maybe I am upset you don't have a cardboard cut out of me oh. in your bedroom closet. Who says it over? <laughs> <laughs> Becky's got to talk to somebody during All the day. Right. Well... Let me ask you this, then. Uh-huh. I'll put you on the spot. Yes. We obviously know who's in my closet. Right. Mm-hmm. What cardboard cutout would be in yours? I was going to say, it's it's a would-be, because I don't have anyone well, in there. Well, that's because your wife wears the pants and she won't let no, you. No, it's because I am a grown man. Um, I'm a, I'm a man, damn it. A man, damn it, with a giant cardboard woman in my closet. And? <laughs> ah! So who would it be? I would say... And this is not creepy. To get me to feel good every day, cardboard cutout of the Miz. The Miz. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have a cardboard cutout of a dude in his underwear yes. in your closet. Yes. But yet, me having one of Becky Lynch yep. is creepy. Yep. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up every day, go in there to put on my clothes, and be like, "You're right, Miz. <laughs> I'm awesome." awesome. Exactly. I do like that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also have Deadpool in the garage. Mm-hmm. I- doesn't surprise me either. 
I feel it's a little slight on Deadpool, but whatever. Well, no, he stands out there and he guards the garage from bad guys. Oh, okay. We are completely off the You're rest completely of the topic. Look, there. All right, SmackDown. Let's I get was back going to, to say if you had to have a female cardboard. Oh, cut a female in your cardboard closet, cutout. Who would it be? <sighs> That's rough. I didn't realize you would go the complete man route. I, I mean, went the complete. I'm man not route. judging your sexuality. I would go the complete. You man be route. you. Everybody mm. gets to be who they want to be. I feel the person that would help me get the motivation to take on the world. Wait, can I guess? Mm-hmm. Would it be something iconic? It could be something iconic. It could be something iconic. And it would probably just be the Billy Kay iconic. Not the Peyton Royce? <laughs> no, it would be Peyton Royce. 100%. Not Billy Kay at all. What? Billy Kay's scary. Yeah. <laughs> she does have a scary face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... Your girl, your would-be cardboard cutout. My would-be cutout, cardboard cutout. I uh, had a match this week with Naomi. That's true. That's true, but Naomi won this time. I know. So now we're 50-50 on one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... But Billy Kay comes out, starts attacking her and stuff like that. Who's going to come help Shenanigans Naomi? Shenanigans afoot. Who's going to help? Who? 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 Ba-da-na. Da-da-na. Nobody is ready for Asuka. She came out. She's got new hair. I like it. I like the new hair. Mm-hmm. I like it. She seems to have a little more pep in her step. Yeah, too. I'm good. She maybe she needed some time off, some relaxation. However, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are going to take the woman of tomorrow, right? Who has been slated as the straight up baller, yep, female ass kicker of the WWE women's division. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're doing a possible tag team. Do you think this is all leading to all of this kind of stuff? Leading to we've talked about before a possible. Women's tag team oh, absolutely. tournament or something like that leading into evolution. You're going to get that for evolution. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. going to be a women's tag division. They already have the belts made. They're just sitting on ice right now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so that's coming. But I still don't see how you take this character you built in Asuka mm-hmm. and make her one half of a tag. Yep. yep. It's like it's kind of like what you did with Sasha. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't I get agree. it. Like, no. I don't have a problem with Oscar tagging with somebody for a certain reason. Mm-hmm. But they just shouldn't be joining in to become a tag team. Yeah. So, so no bueno. Dude. No bueno, Oscar. However, mucho bueno for the Samoa Joe in ring promo. Oh God, because I love so me some good. Samoa Joes. He's so. Good. I still say overall. Kevin Owens is the best performer. Right. but All-around performer in and out of the ring. Samoa Joe is making it personal, if and it's I scary every time. If I an angry, menacing promo, yep. there's none better than Samoa Joe. Exactly. Exactly. He does another promo against AJ Styles, leading to their Hell in the Cell. AJ Styles comes out, all right, and then they start fighting. They actually have to get broken up by Paige, and a bunch of other people come out, start, you know, a bunch of refs. Speaking of Paige... Mm-hmm. I love her as general manager. Yeah. We She's were... doing all the little extra exactly. things to sell it. Exactly. We had a nice little conversation about this in the uh, Craig household uh, when this was happening. She's doing a really good job. I think she's she's helping the show along, unlike I felt many times Kurt Angle slowed things down. Like, she's late coming on stage, but she plays it off like, oh, guys, guys, I'm so sorry. Uh, my office was all the way down at the end of the hall right, when yeah. I heard the call out. I ran as fast as I could, but I'm wearing heels. Exactly. Exactly. Like, she mm-hmm. sold it. So mm-hmm. I just, I love the little things Paige is doing. And I'm so happy we don't have Paige here yeah. mm-hmm. anymore. Exactly. Like, I'm clean and sober. She's awesome. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, this will stay for longer than a couple weeks. Oh, let's hope. All right, so we had uh, our next section of the tag team SmackDown uh, tournament to see who was going to go on. The number one contender. Right. So this and was Usos, had... Sanity, and Rusev Day. 
and Rusev Day. And Rusev Day wins and, it. And uh, Rusev Day wins. Um, How now do you feel? I, I will say I'm glad the Usos did not, because Usos fighting Bar to go against New Day, I did not need to see again. Uh huh. Um, I I hoped for Sanity to win, because uh-huh. I want a Sanity versus New Day uh, feud. Uh huh. But Rusev Day is interesting. Rusev Day versus the Bar. I can't remember that. The really Bar coming is going to go to Hell in a Cell. And I imagine so. But... We're going to get another one of those matches. Yeah. Um, I wasn't disappointed with this match. Right. Right. I thought it looked good. Everybody mm-hmm. came out looking strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't want the Bar and New Day again. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So throw me the curve. Bring me Rusev Day. I think it would be great. You have like a yeah. big E, Xavier Woods facing Aiden English and, and English Rusev. And Rusev, and I think it'd be good. It would be great for exactly. the tag titles. I think it'd be great. They so. can sing against each other. Mm. Well, speaking of singing, yes. How do you feel about our truth? Well, uh, at one point during SmackDown, I got up, got myself a refill on the iced tea. Oh, okay. Come back, and I thought I had walked through a time warp. Because the main event of SmackDown was Mm R-Truth. Mm-hmm. R-Truth. With? With Carmella teaming up against The Miz with Maurice. So, The Miz and R-Truth, the awesome truth. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Was in the ring again? Was in the ring again, fighting each other. In Ah. 2018. Ah, I see. This is 2018. So, we have talked about it. We both agree. Mm Mm-hmm. We love this new R Truth coming back, yes, and the silliness that he brings. How he's looking for Carmella because you got to pin Carmella to right, get a right. title match, mm-hmm. and uh, he spends the whole, pretty much the most of the show, in the backstage area looking for Carmella. Right. At one point, runs into Maurice, mistakes her for mistakes her for Carmella, and which then leads proceeds to proceeds to call her mean Carmella for the right. rest of the show. <laughs> right. But then, right before the match. We get Ty Dillinger coming up and being, Truth, what are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm just trying to show you the ropes. He goes, what ropes are you showing me? And he gives him that little smile and that wink, and he mm-hmm. goes, how to get in the main event of SmackDown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that bloody <laughs> effing genius. Yep. Yep. Because it totally worked. It, it did. totally he worked. He got it. I mean, he lost. But he, he lost, got it. but he totally got it. Well, he didn't. He, he won Well, it. he got the roll up in the pin. He got but... the roll up in the pin because we had the Daniel Bryan come out and distract Miz. R-Truth gets the win. Then we have Daniel Bryan and Bella attack them. Then we have Almas and Vega come out and attack Bryan and Bella. But then Bryan and Bella, yes lock Cien Almas and Vega in as, front of Miz and Maurice as, as they're like Maurice, death staring them. Yeah, yeah. Or walking out. Yeah. And they don't do a thing. No, they don't do a thing. But they're just sitting there staring at them. It's like, this is you guys in two weeks. So, do you want to talk about the... Just announced mix match challenge. Mm-hmm. 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 I think we we need to discuss that, and we can talk a little bit about May Young. I don't know if you were able to watch any of the May Young. Oh, let's do the mix match because we can go through that real quick. Yes. Then mm-hmm. you can tell me about the May Young. I have yet to catch up. Got it. it. Squared away, locked away in the DVR, ready mm-hmm. to roll. Mm-hmm. But starting September eighteenth, yes, the mixed match challenge will begin again. Right. This is season two. Season two. So the returning teams are the team Big Little. Yeah. With Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. Yep. One of the crowd we get, favorites. We get the uh, team of 
Oscum. Oscum or whatever it was, mm-hmm. which is Oscar and the Miz. I'm surprised Maurice isn't with him this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the married couples, uh, Naomi and Jimmy Uso, and Lana and Rusev returning. Right. So we get all that coming then back. Now we, we get, get new some, teams. Some new shuffling. Yeah. Uh, some of which I'm okay with, some of which I'm, I'm not really understanding. Do you think... So one of them is Sasha Banks and Bobby Lashley. Do you yeah. think they'll go with Bob and Banks? Bobby Banks? Bob Banks? Bob Banks. Sasha Banks Lashley? Slashley? Yeah. No. Maybe Slashley? Slashley? That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. So there's one. Then you mm-hmm. got Bailey and Finn. Do you think you get... Uh, that's Club Hug. Finn Bay? No, that's Hug Club. The Hug Club? The Hug Club? For everyone. <laughs> Hugs <laughs> hug, for everyone. Hug Club for everyone. Mm-hmm. All right, I like that. What about Alicia Fox and Ginger Mahal? The Shanti Fox? Shanti Fox? Sounds like a restaurant you would find in Massachusetts somewhere. It does. Somewhere. It does. Um, and then you get... My favorite, which I would love to see, Natalia and KO. I'm so confused by this one because... Well, they're Canadian, you see. Right. They're both Canadian. But they're Canadian. But I feel like... So they had that bond. I feel it's like... It's made up of maple syrup. If we are to look... Beer, if we are to look at... Mountie hats. Kevin Owens. Moose. In k A maple leaf. There's no one on this roster he would hate more than Natalia. Wait, why? They're, I just feel but, that. Craig, so I don't know if you heard me. They're Canadians. Oh, got it. Yeah. So being a Canadian, you have to be best friends with other Canadians. Oh, okay. It's written in their constitution. So is there? Are they Team Mountie? I don't. Team. I don't know if you want a Team Mountie, <laughs> no? with a male and a female. No. On it. No. Team Maple Leaf. No. Um. I don't. Team uh, Serp. Ko Nooks. K. Oh. See you there. Mm, I like that. I like that. Okay. All right. And then and we've got uh, Charlotte Flair no longer with Bobby Roode. No, with AJ Styles. She's not with AJ Styles, so we have champion and champions together. Yeah, the champions. Champ- champions. Champions. Um, and that's good. I mean, that'll be probably so an interesting pair. The belt bitches? Yes. That's okay. what they're going to call them. Okay. And uh, then we get the one that we wanted. Mm-hmm. Mella and the Truth. Right. They went together on the SmackDown main, ro- main event. Now they're together again. I think it makes perfect sense. Uh, because so, truth is money. Truth is money. Mm-hmm. There's money or, in the truth? Or Mela is truth. What if there's truth in the money? Does that mean our truth is in... Car- Wait. I don't know. I'm so confused. Not, not good this Do time. I get to see Carmella moonwalk to our truth rapping? <sighs> what if Carmella raps with our truth? <gasps> I mean, we already know she can dance. We saw that on our Best of Both Worlds commercials that they would constantly show. Oh, she just needs to take breaks and drink water every once in a while. I need a bottle. <laughs> all right. All right. All so right. we got the Mixed Match Challenge. Mm-hmm. We made fun of that. Yeah. Starting in a couple Let's weeks. Let's talk about something you and I are both interested mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May Young Classic. Tell me about the May Young Classic. First, uh, it's gonna be, new episodes are going to be every Wednesday after NXT. So 9 p.m. By the way, Standard Time. NXT has been great. So. NXT is fun. Is we don't, ridiculous. We don't have enough time to go into no. NXT, so it, but just it is, it is so watch good. it, love it, live it. You'll it's be so happy. Good. Same oh. with 205. So good. So tell me about Mae Young. The first right. part was this Mae Wednesday, right? right? First part, it's a 32 women uh, like bracket style tournament thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Getting down to the end. So they had the first four matches. They had Lonnie Lane versus Vanessa Craven. And do, you mean, do you mean Lacey Lane? That's what I said. You said Lonnie. Close enough. I don't even know who Lonnie Lane is. I don't know, but Lacey Lane won. Um, which I was not a big... Vanessa Craven was probably 6'2", like a giant monster of a woman. Yeah, I've seen her. She um, looks intimidating. Yeah, she looks intimidating. And I 
while the match was okay, the match was decent, you know, uh, Lane winning did work within the match, I feel like this is something that the women's division on NXT or wherever can benefit from is somebody like Craven. Because aside from Nia Jax, you don't really have, like, a strong, big woman. But let's remember, you may be out the first round, but that doesn't put you out of the WWE. That's very true. That's they just, very true. They are just going to take that time to figure out how to package it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Rhea Ripley versus MJ Jenkins. MJ Jenkins actually being a local Washington, D.C. So uh, did Ripley, believe it or not, win? Uh, or Ripley did... Ripley tore her up, and it was oh, great. Oh, man. She looked great. I always root for the local. I agree. I agree. Um, we had Tegan Knox beat uh, Zatara. How? Zatara is the magician chick from the Justice League, right? That's what I thought. I thought looking oh, at Oh, wait, her, no, wait, that's Santana. That's Santana. Oh. I thought it was Sexy Star from Lucha Underground just Ooh. looking at her. Um, but it is not. Oh. Uh, and it doesn't matter. Knox won. Um, and she was winning basically from the beginning. Like, Zatara had no chance. And then the most major match of the night, which was the last one they had, which is Miko Satomura beat Killer Kelly. And Satomura, I, I've heard of her. Like, I've seen clips here and there. I think I've seen YouTube clips. Yeah, of her. She's, she's a high flyer, right? High flyer, you know, been, been yeah. over all, all over Japan wrestling and stuff like that. And she is fast. Like, she's not like a, you know, she's not like super thin. She's not, you know, she's probably, um, uh, you know, big is very wrong word. Would to you want to say thick? Maybe a little thicker, but she moves like super speed. Like, at, at a point, I actually thought I had sat on the remote and fast forward. She was punching that fast. Wow. Like it was it was ridiculous. She looked so good and I obviously I see her definitely going far in this tournament. I don't know about winning but definitely going Wait, far. Let's get a ruling from the ref. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to still call women thick? Ooh, you got to be careful. <laughs> That's a ruling. It, That's it, a ruling. Ooh, be careful. Ooh, be careful. It's kind of like careful. don't look at a fat chick and go, "Oh, you must be pregnant." Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Do exactly. Just ooh. Be careful. Ooh, be careful. All right, um, well, there's a ruling on that. Yeah. And and I will say, we, I will 100% admit, I know that the May Young Classic is already over and that the finals is going to be at Evolution. Mm-hmm. I know I can go online and see who has won every match. But we're match, not going to. But I'm purposely not doing no, that. You and I have made the agreement. <laughs> we want to learn right. as it goes. As it goes. I'm treating this as if it is live, even though it was like a month and a half ago. All right. So, I want to get another ruling. Yes. Just because I love having a ref here. Ruling. This is like one of those times where it's like I can ask every stupid question I ever wanted. Yes. As a referee, mm-hmm. would you want to go to a local event that's supported by a great community and ref the matches there where you know it's good, clean, wholesome fun? Yes. Yes. Official ruling. Do I have a venue for you, Jeff, the ref? All right. Coast Pro is having their September rain. Mm-hmm. This September 15th right. in Newark, Delaware. That's in two weeks from now. Two weeks. Not this weekend, next weekend. They are going to have some amazing matches. Right, including our boy, Mr. Intensity Baldwin. against. He's going to win the belt. Against going for the belt against the current champion, the richest man in Haiti, Brian Prophet. He's going to win the belt. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. Then no we, doubt. We have a match with the Crazy Kids where crazy our boy kids. Slim Jim is going to win. Your new favorite, we are, Chick Magnet, Mozart Fontaine. Yeah, we're him. waiting to hear from uh, Sir Saving Spaldage. Exactly, to see what he's going to be in there. They're having their first ever women's match for Right Coast Pro. Yeah. It's going to be a big event. It's huge. Big, big, big event. And the nice thing is it's, it's relatively inexpensive. For the best seats in the house, it's 20 bucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
and you can do pizza parties, and it's just a really good time for all your friends. Right, and we do have to remind everybody, remember, end of the year is coming up. We're getting close to what would be, you know, we think around episode 50, right around your birthday, not too far after our one-year anniversary. Yeah. Pizza party with Right Coast Pro. God, I could only dream. Maybe sometime November-ish. I'm, I'm dreaming, mm-hmm. dreaming, dreaming. Mm-hmm. But, listen... We would be remiss if we didn't say this. Right Coast Pro is running an amazing deal for this event. They are. They're good peoples. If you are willing to give up just a measly $40, that's mm-hmm. two WWE t-shirts, you yep. can do this. Yep. For 40 bucks, you can get a Right Coast Pro t-shirt, mm-hmm. but you give two kids from the Boys and Girls Club of that area the opportunity to go to this show. Exactly. It's spreading the love, the love of wrestling to all the little children's. It's, it's the a world. small, small contribution mm-hmm. to their well-being. And you get a t-shirt out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you got big cheddar. If you got big, big's monies, use a baller. You could do $250, all right? You not only get the shirt, but you also get their renegade training ebook teaching you basically how to get that wrestler's body that you need. So maybe that's something we might want to look into. But the best part about this is. Mm-hmm. Is that 15 kids get tickets. To the event, I don't even know how many people are, how many kids are in the Delaware Boys and Girls Club, but I'm gonna guess if like four or five people do this, that's like you know basically sixty kids going to this yeah, thing, which would be awesome, awesome, and these kids deserve it exactly. So if you have the desire, if you're got any curiosity or what have you, mm-hmm. go to RightCoastPro.com. Yep. The whole venue is up there. All the details for this promo are mm-hmm. up there. Buying your own tickets, whatever. Yeah, just go there. And make it to the show. It's a Saturday night. It's exactly. fun games. It's good people. It's good people. And it's wholesome. All right. Now, speaking before of... we end out, Jonathan. Yes. Speaking of wholesome. Yes. We have our moment of for this week. <sighs> it's not a vampiro fart, is it? It is not a vampiro fart like last week, but that was that was a maybe very, the funniest moment of Very, ever very had. good moment to have. Oh, so good. So funny. But this one. Yes. We're going mean. Ooh, mean. We're going serious. I took off my reading glasses. I'm going to put one arm in the corner of my mouth. So oh. Like I am serious and concerned. Serious and concerned. Do tell, my Do, friend. You seem so concerned. Mm, We're going to have here a little snippet of that great interview that we talked about between Charlotte and Becky going mean, back and forth at each you other. You mean where the love of my life told right. Charlotte she can pound sand. Right, and Charlotte just kept talking over her because she knows she's going to probably beat her. Kind of like you do to me all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. I never talk over dumb. you. I never talk over you're you. You're so stupid. I never talk. And, folks. And. Listen to our moment of. Let's start with the champion, Charlotte Flair. Have you been able to wrap your head around the breakdown of your friendship with Becky? At SummerSlam, I won the SmackDown Women's Championship, but I lost my best friend. Bex, I know you thought it was your night and that you deserved it, and I think you deserve it, but what did you want me to do? Not take the opportunity, lie down for you? I would have expected you to do the exact same thing. No, you're the one that said, in order to be the best, you have to beat the best. Those were your words, those weren't mine. But you lost, and now you want to blame me? It's convenient. Are you done yet, Queen? Or is it like more of my time in the spotlight? Because I don't really <laughs> Is this care another me. pity party for yourself where you say I stole your spotlight or I put you in my shadow? No, if anyone knows what it's like to grow up in a shadow, it's me. I looked at you as one of the full horsewomen. 
as a pioneer of a women's evolution. You put yourself in my shadow. All you had to do after we embraced was look at me and ask for a title match. <laughs> I could you have threw asked. away a five-year friendship, <laughs> Becky. I could have asked your majesty. Screw you. Do I look like a charity case to you? Did I look like one last week when I was standing above you holding that title above my head? You mean after you blindsided me and attacked me from behind? I dare you to do it face to face because it will be a different story. Oh, and I promise you I will because I'm done playing. From now on, I'm taken. And I don't care how that affects you, Charlotte, or your royal little bubble. It was a full-time job being your friend, managing your insecurities, Reassuring you that you were good enough to wear that robe and carry that last name, but you're not. And the only thing that I care about is taking my spot back at the top of the SmackDown Women's Division where I belong. And you're in my way. And so I don't care what I have to do or how many times I have to drop you where you stand. That title is coming home with me. <laughs> Bex. There's that straight fire you've been talking about for a long, long time. And I'm so finally glad to see it because you're going to get your wish. It's going to be you versus me at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. But when I look across that ring in two weeks, I'm not going to see my best friend, the person that I spent 24 hours a day with and travel the world with. No. As my best friend, you were never second best. But in the ring, you are, and you can't handle That's it. delusional. You can't That's handle it. delusional. Ladies, thank you for your time. Yeah. Shine that title up real nice for me, Charlotte, because after Hell in a Cell, you're never going to see it again. What's your excuse going to be when I beat you this time, huh? And there it is, John. Your lovely lady's voice. Just dropping it like mm. it's hot. Dropping Telling it like Charlotte it's hot fire. She can find somewhere else to live mm -hmm. because there is not enough room in this world for the awesome that is Becky Lynch and whatever her name is. Right. Exactly. Um, we have to make sure we give thanks to Big Papa Take Two. All right. Our parent uh, program, our big network. Episode 99 was just this week. We have episode 100. Where you, me, and everyone else are going to be on the show We're together. We're going to all be on the show together. We don't the, do that very the, often. The five, Fab Five. Fab Five. The Top Five. Frisky Five. What do they call it in uh, Ready Player One? The High Five? The High Five. That's us. We're okay. the High Five. We're the High Five. We're the High Five. Very nice. Right. I would say... Out of them, which character would you be? No, we're obviously the two uh, Chinese Asian ones. Kids. Yeah, the two Asian kids that are brothers. That's me and you. Well, they weren't brothers. Everybody thought they were, but right. they weren't. Right. Everyone right. thinks they're brothers, but they're not. That's me and you. Okay, good point. Yeah. Good point. Touche, mon frere. Touche. Touche. All right. So we also want to thank our special guest, Jeff the Ref, Gotta for coming in. Got to thank Jeff the Ref. Thank you, Jeff the Ref, for coming in. Thank you for having me here. Mm -hmm. All right. If you have any questions, anything you want to bring to our attention, we'd love it if you drop us a message at the Triple T Mailbag. Mm -hmm. That's triple T bag at gmail.com. And you know, if you have something in your life that you maybe need a ruling on, you could hit Jeff the you Ref. You can up. contact us, and we will get your message to Jeff the Ref. If should I marry this person? We have a straight line. He is basically not even our source for legal rulings, but an oracle. Exactly. Just we answer every once in a while. We just text him and be like, Jeff, should I choose this or this? And Jeff the Ref tells us. Yes. That's the way it is. And that's I mean, how we live our lives. Usually, it's do I choose a hot dog or a hamburger from Sonic? But it's still life decisions. And well, I mean, I think I I don't know if you've gotten it. I've gotten the 
uh, don't pick either you're fat enough. Right. I've also gotten the don't limit yourself, pick both. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so. a giver to some and a taker from others. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Uh, you could follow us as well on the Twitter at take Two takedown We have much hilarity throughout the week. We always, uh, I say we, it's not a we. Uh, John always <laughs> tweets out about Raw and SmackDown. As it's going on. One of my favorite things to do is talk mm. to all our friends in the wrestling community. Uh, the best thing that ever came out of Twitter is that we can all make the same jokes. I'll make the same jokes, and it's funny. funny. And oh, mm. if you need to do any shopping on Amazon. All right. I mean, it's September. This is Christmas season. My so- God. <laughs> I just did school shopping for my kids, and I did it all on Amazon. All on Amazon is the way to go. Because I didn't want to have to go to the store nope. and fight over a notebook with 18 other mothers. Exactly. But you do this, you go through www.take2podcast.com, click on the little Amazon link. We get a little bit, bit of a kickback. It's nothing extra to you. It's the normal money you would have spent on those cool supplies. All right. But get your kids the best trapper keeper you can. Make sure we get a little something from it. I have bought... Just for this semester, four trapper keepers for my kids. Oh, and how many for yourself, sir? Uh, none. They don't have the style that I like. They no, I know. Have the red with the Trans Am Firebird on it. I know, exactly, with the big, long strip of Velcro. So it's yes. like, <laughs> as you open it, not just a tiny little strip. Anyway. Anyway, that's it for that's episode it. 44. Thank you, folks, for joining us. We're so glad you're here. I know this was a little bit of an extra long one, but we had to cover the things like All In and yep. May Young and stuff like that. Jeff, do you have anything you'd like to say before we shut this thing down? Nope. Thanks for having me here. And if you ever need me, just you know how to go. That's it. That's, That's a it. ruling. It's a ruling. Get a hold of him right now. That's a ruling. Exactly. Remember, Oracle. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you how to do Almost like Oprah, but better. But better. And he's not going to give you a car. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like you and I'm pretty sure you. <laughs> I get a kick in the ass. Oh. All right. Peace. Yeah, no. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, I love you, Bobby Rude. Bye, Bobby Rude. been a production of Take Two Podcast. WTTP. 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 
WTP? WTP? WTP?